Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news, uh, commentary, and analysis. Uh, we are... Uh, two weeks deep uh, into the offseason. I know the Raiders are, are busy formulating uh, their uh, uh, to-do list for this offseason. It's pretty pretty vast, and we're going to get into that uh, in just a second. But before I bring in uh, our great co-host, Sam Gordon, I uh, just want to let you know that Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid uh, Death. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm hoping that uh, for the Chiefs, sake uh patrick mahomes is drinking a lot of liquid death uh because uh he's gonna he's gonna need it sam gordon uh this weekend against the cincinnati Bengals. that 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 ankle injury he suffered was no joke um and i expect it to be a lingering issue throughout this week and certainly uh in game time uh the the, the chiefs i believe um uh raiders uh, nemesis no doubt but the, the chiefs i think going into that afc championship game uh are vulnerable uh with that with that injury to their to their leader no question, Vinny, no question. And especially, I mean, Cincinnati is alone anyways with the way that Joe Burrow has that offense looking and how well their defense played against Josh Allen and, and Buffalo and company. So uh, even even with a healthy Patrick Mahomes, that's no, that's no small task, as we remember from last year's AFC Championship game. So we'll be curious to see what iteration of Patrick Mahomes we get on Sunday, Vinny. I'll tell you this, based on what we saw Saturday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, even Mahomes on one leg is, is pretty good, pretty darn good. So uh, expecting a, a great game out at Arrowhead. And then, of course, on the NFC side, we have the Niners and the Eagles. And it really feels like uh, the, the the right four teams, Vinny, the best four teams uh, in the NFL, roster construction, top to bottom, teams that are really, really good, would not be surprised to see either one of them or any any four of them uh, end up with a Lombardi trophy. Uh, so, so the, you know, the NFL postseason played out, I, I think, accordingly. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, here's here's the one wild card for me, um, and that's Purdy from yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, Forty ers And I say that because you know I felt like he played, you know, he played kind of that 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 classic sort of mistake free game manager uh, game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, made a couple of big plays without question. Um, not going to take that away from him whatsoever. Uh, he made some big time throws, uh, a couple anyway. Um, and that was enough to beat what was um, a, a very challenged Dallas Cowboys offense and challenged Dallas Cowboys started quarterback in Dak Prescott, which a lot of that has to do with, you know, the 49ers defense putting the clamps uh, on them. But it was enough to beat that team on that day, kind of barely in a way. I don't think that that's going to be enough uh, in Philadelphia against the Eagles, which is to me the most complete team uh, in the NFL right now. We could talk about the 49ers roster and it's as complete as any team in the NFL, but I think the Eagles have the edge because I'm just a bigger believer right now in Jalen Hurts than, than Mark Purdy. And, um, uh, and, and I think if, if Purdy plays that game against that team uh, on Sunday, I think the Philadelphia Eagles will be headed to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you, Vinny. Um, Brock Purdy is going to need to play a lot more like the Seattle, like he did against Brock, the Seattle what did I say Mark. Yep, I said Mark Purdy, the great yep. columnist oh. from. <laughs> now nah, you're, you're 
You're good, but um, he's going to have to play a lot more like he did in, in the in the uh, in the divisional or the wild card round, Vinny. And the thing is, is that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't the Seattle Seahawks. You're not right. at home anymore. This is a one of the toughest places to play uh, in the NFL. We know about the Philly fans, and they have a really really good team. So, uh, can can the Niners do it? I believe they they absolutely can. But I'm with you. They're going to need a lot more than they got out of Brock Purdy on on uh, on on Sunday. And and what an opportunity for him, right? I mean, this is kind of uh, this is. It's been really, I think, an incredible story. One of the stories of the year in the NFL where you have Mr. Irrelevant, who's unbeaten as a starter and has a chance to, you know, kind of in his own Brady-esque sort of way, you know, lead this incredible Super Bowl run with a, you know, a roster that's really, really good around him. And, and he can be, you know, he, he he's in a position to, to lift them to their first Super Bowl in, what, 20 years? So it, it's, it would be an incredible story. And I think regardless of what happens, uh, an incredible story. Uh, in its own right. But yes, he's going to have to perform a lot better. And and in order for San Francisco to, to get over to hump, Philly's loaded uh, as well. And, and Jalen Hurts, Vinny, was, in my opinion, until he got hurt, the MVP of the National Football League this season. He has proven himself uh, to be a franchise quarterback, to be a superstar quarterback in this league. And he's going to have that home Philly faithful behind him. So two great matchups, two, two absolutely uh, fantastic matchups, loaded rosters. I think whoever wins, uh, either one of these games on Sunday, then eventually the Super Bowl. You have great, compelling storylines with each, with all four franchises uh, that would make the Super Bowl special. So, uh, super excited for, for Sunday's matchups, and, and I thought we got a, a great weekend of games this past weekend. Vinny, the divisional round is always always my favorite with two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I look at this Eagles uh, defense, and um, you know, you want to as 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 people who cover the Raiders, you want to look like, okay, how can, how can the Raiders do the same? How can the Raiders build a defense like that? Um, I look at this rate, this, this, this Eagles defense, they had 70 sacks this year, 70 sacks. All right. And I'm going to throw some numbers at you that are going to blow your mind away right now. All right. At the defensive tackle position, I'll just count it up. 11 sacks from Hargrove, um, seven sacks from Fletcher Cox, uh, four sacks from Milton Williams. Uh, there's another, where was it? Um, I, I counted um, 22 sacks from just their defensive tackles. All right. All right. From their defensive ends, um, you're looking at 11 from uh, Josh Sweat. You're looking at uh, 11 uh, from Brandon Gra- Graham. That's 22 sacks uh, right there from their from their uh, defensive uh, ends. Then you go to linebacker. You want to talk about linebacker? How about 16 sacks from Hassan Reddick? How about uh, two sacks from TJ Edwards? That's 19. How about a one and a half sacks uh, from uh, uh, Kaiser White? So you're up to 20 sacks at all levels of your pass rush. I mean, not all levels because we're not bringing in the secondary, even though there's like four from the secondary. So you're, you're talking about 20, 20 plus sacks from linebackers uh, and 40 some odd sacks uh, from just your defensive line. That's ridiculous. And, you know, not all these guys are draft picks. Some of these guys were brought in as free agency. I think that gives, you know, teams like the Raiders a little bit of hope that they can build a defense uh, through various ways, uh, you know, a combination of drafts and free agency. And then you, you, you go to cornerback, you know, with Slay and with Bradbury, <laughs> you know, two guys that they were able to bring in as well. Uh, it's just remarkable what they were able to do in building this defense. And, and 
it, it should be a blueprint that that teams look at, including the Raiders, who obviously are going to pour a lot of assets draft wise into the into uh, into the defense. But there's also ways that you can make some shrewd moves in free agency and, and the tra- and trades as well. Yeah, right, Vinny. There's not there's there's more than one way to, to skin a cat, and and you look at the this. I think you kind of touched on with Philly. It's a combination of young guys, a combination of draft picks. It's a combination of veterans that maybe weren't in the right situation or now brought into the right situation. Uh, there's a great combination. I think what they have is they have a balance of experience um, and veterans, and then they have a balance of youth and some depth there as well. So they're fast. They're physical. I think we see it play out at all three levels. Uh, and and then with that being said, I mean, this wasn't this wasn't like a, a hyper-dominant you know, unit you know, you know, per se, last season, this was a defense, I think, that evolved a little bit. I mean, they were 18th uh, in scoring defense last year, Vinny, uh, in 2001 and that, or 2021. That propped up to eighth this year. So they, there was a big year-to-year leap in what they were able to do. Now they're a top, you know, they're in a top quarter of defenses. You blend that with an offense led by Jalen Hurts that can run the ball, that can move the ball, that can do some things. And lo and behold, you have 14-3. and three. So uh, really, really, um, it, it wasn't – it's not like this – the Philly defense has – Obviously, great players, but not the wealth of necessarily superstar names per se. And that goes to show you just because a guy's not the biggest household name in the world doesn't mean he can't be a great football player in the right setting. Uh, and there are there are certainly players, I think, that have emerged this year in that, in that Philly defense as, as, you know, stars. Reddick being one of them with the 16 sacks. Vinny, unbelievable. You know, he had been good previously, but an unbelievable year uh, as he enters his prime. I think they found a lot of value there. And that goes to show you there are players available on, in free agency on the trade market beyond what you do in the draft that can come in as veterans and have an impact right away. And now it's that time of the show. We are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race and sports for station casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us here on first and 10 every week. Talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape and all things sports. Chuck, welcome back to the show. Uh, The divisional round is in the books. It is all about championship Sunday. Before we take a look at the games and the lines, just your initial thoughts uh, coming out uh, coming out of a thrilling, I thought, in a lot of ways, uh, divisional weekend. Yeah, I agree with you, Sam. I don't think any big surprises here. I think when we kind of looked at you know the future book odds when the playoffs uh, started, um, we we kind of identified four to six teams that we thought could win it. Of course, anybody can, but the teams that we legitimately thought were going to be right there, and these four were there. I, I think a lot of people thought the Bills, who were kind of the, the, the preseason favorite and had been the favorite um, almost the entire season, uh, you could have made a case for them as well. But this Bengal team played great. They got hot at the right time. Uh, they've got that swagger with, uh, with Burrow. Um, so not a big surprise that these four are fighting to play on that second Sunday in February. Absolutely, Chuck. Four loaded rosters. I think four tremendous stories, whichever way this this thing goes. Uh, incredible storylines with all four teams. Let's start with the NFC Championship game Sunday at noon. The San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles, who are favored by, by two and a half, giving two and a half, total 46. Uh, Chuck, again, fascinating matchup here. You have San Francisco uh, with their long winning streak and Brock Purdy, the, the incredible Mr. Irrelevant, who's been brilliant. And then the return of Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. I feel like there's a compelling case to be made for both teams advancing to the Super Bowl. What do you think? I agree with you, Sam. I think, you know, the Eagles with Hurts, they, they looked so good midseason. He had the injury late in the season. There were some question marks there, but it looked like they hadn't missed a beat against the Giants. I mean, it was their M.O. You get off to that big lead in the first half, you kind of coast after that. 
That's what they did. They had more sacks than anybody this year. They're going to be putting a lot of pressure on Purdy. On the flip side, I keep waiting for that game for Purdy to kind of face some adversity. He did a little bit with Dallas, but he clearly outplayed Dak. He didn't turn the ball over like Prescott did. He's asked to just manage the game. He's done it. He's done it remarkably. Um, you know, it's interesting, but these two these two quarterbacks played three years ago at the collegiate level, Oklahoma and Washington. It was a 42-41 victory for Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts. Both quarterbacks, I think, I think Hurts had five touchdowns and Purdy had six. Um, so, I mean, hey, if it's a game like that, it's going to be a mighty fun NFC championship game. Um, but both these teams are really, really good. And I think you look at Philly, and, and they're one of the toughest places to play uh, when opposing teams come in. Um, both teams have good defenses, explosive offenses. Um, it, it's a fun game to watch. I'm really looking forward to it, Sam. I'm not surprised that Philly's the favorite, but we have seen some sharp money come in on San Francisco plus the points. San Francisco and Philly, Chuck, absolutely loaded rosters top to bottom, getting excellent quarterback play and excellent coaching on both sides. Moving along to the AFC Championship game, and again, it doesn't get any better than this, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship featuring, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals, Chuck, who are a road favorite. The Patrick Mahomes, an underdog in the postseason for the first time in his career. Bengals giving one total 47. Chuck, I think this game, uh, two best quarterbacks in the NFL, all kinds of storylines. Patrick Mahomes, how healthy is he going to be? What would this What would this victory mean for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? How do you see this matchup? Well, well, first, I mean, the betters were clearly on Cincinnati, Sam, when we opened this game up. Uh, it climbed as high as two and a half. But over the last kind of 12 hours or so, we've started to see a lot more Chiefs money show, including some sharp money on the Chiefs. Um, I think it's a product of the fact that Mahomes has practiced in full, um, looks to be not 100%, but closer than, than everybody thought maybe at the end of the weekend. Um, Bengals and Joe Burrow, 3-0 and against the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are looking to kind of buck that trend. The last time uh, a number one seed uh, was an underdog was in 2017 in the, in, the, in the championship games. And that was the Philadelphia Eagles. And that was the, the, the Carson Wentz injury and Nick Foles took over. The Eagles ended, were a three-point underdog at home to Minnesota, ended up winning that game and ultimately winning the Super Bowl. Um, but we're seeing a little bit of the same here. I think it's really a product of the injury to Patrick Mahomes is why you're seeing Cincinnati the favorite. But again, over the last 12 hours, we've really started to see some money show on Kansas City getting points at home. And if you're Andy Reid, you know that's hung on the bulletin board. It's discussed that uh, no one's giving us a shot here, boys. We're not 100%. And uh, getting points with the Chiefs doesn't happen too often with Patrick Mahomes. It certainly does not, Chuck. Before we get out of here, uh, in the championship round, of course, several props, both games, uh, a number of matchup props. Uh, just what 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 else can you tell betters uh, about the choices that they have to make this weekend's games? Yeah, I know that you know there's only four teams left, and there's uh, there's two games, but there is going to be a ton of props on the board for these two games. Um, you know, take a look at it and see if you like some of the props that are going on. I think you know Bengals Chiefs maybe is going to be a little bit more offensive. Not sure what we're going to get out of Niners Eagles. I could see a game being a little bit closer um, and and maybe favor the under a bit. But really, it sets up what's going to happen going into next week, where we'll be putting up um, just a lot of props. We'll probably have over 500 different ways to bet the big game. Um, it just makes it so fun. You don't have to root for either one of the two teams, but there'll be something to bet on just about every play. Uh, so look for our packets to come out uh, toward the end of next week. 
And uh, big game Sunday is not that far away, boys. So we'll see how it unfolds. But these are two great games. And, uh, again, not a big surprise that these four are fighting for a trip to play in Arizona. Absolutely, Chuck. We appreciate all your analysis and expertise and look forward to breaking down the big game uh, next week. Uh, So enjoy the championship games on Sunday and looking forward to, to talking again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. You too. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit. There's a new brand of water out there that looks just like Tall Boys of Beer. On the latest Vegas Nation podcast, my guest thought it was malt liquor, but it's really a 22-ounce can of pure liquor refreshment. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps that's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. And it's called Liquid Death. Liquid Death's Tall Boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every Every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Did you know plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore and more plastic than not goes just to the landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and profitable for recycling facilities. My favorite is the Liquid Death Severed line because it gives me that pick-me-up I need in the middle of the day when you feel like you're dragging and you won't make it to the final bell. But this is crisp and refreshing and the taste perks me right up and gets me through my day. So go get Liquid Death at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. Yeah, and I wanted to start uh, there, um, you know, talking about talent and, and, you know, when you look at the four rosters uh, of these four teams and, and you hit the nail on the head, uh, Sam, by saying these were the four, these are the four best teams in the NFL. I think that's pretty clear now at this point, you know, Buffalo uh, was knocking on that door, but I think we saw some, some issues that they have to deal with, uh, not just last week against um, the Buffalo, uh, uh, or excuse me, the, the, the Bengals, but I thought, you know, they got pushed a little bit too hard. That was the, that was the, uh, uh, red light for me was Lightning how Miami Lightning. went in there with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Really a third string quarterback. Third string quarterback. Yeah. And they had no problem moving the ball. Vinny. No problem moving the ball. Right. So, um, so, you know, that was, that was a little worrisome for me. Now, some people are talking about, I think my good friend, Roger Saffold, a uh, former Ram that I covered, talked about how um, he just felt the team ran out of gas. And, you know, in, in Buffalo's uh, defense, they've been dealing with a lot recently and it's really been all season long you know when you go back uh, uh various things that have happened in the buffalo community um there was the uh, the racial mass shooting uh which which you know uh the, the bills kind of wrapped their arms around that uh there was uh weather conditions that killed multiple people there was a you know the big um what was it the uh, the, the snowstorm that that hit forced this them to go play a game Detroit. someplace else yep, right Detroit, yep uh, and then, of course, the Demar Hamlin uh, situation. Um, that is, so, so, so maybe there were some extenuating circumstances that sort of zapped the Bills' strength, you know, at the at the end of that year. But nevertheless, I think we we can say that maybe the four best rosters right now uh, are, are are remaining in these in these playoffs. And 
you know, we could talk all we want about coaching and it's, it plays a huge role. We get that. And coaches are part of the decision-making process too. So when you're talking, talking about a talent um, acquisition from a talent acquisition, roster building standpoint, coaches play a big role in that. And to take it back to the Raiders, you know, we could talk about Josh McDaniel's scheme. We could talk about Patrick Graham's scheme, but I think first and foremost, and I think all these teams that are left in these playoffs prove it. First, you got to have the talent, um, Sam. And I think that for the Raiders to improve the way they need to improve in terms of being a, a viable playoff contender year in and year out and a viable uh, championship contender year in and year out, the first thing that really needs to change and improve is the decision-making in terms of bringing in the talent. And, you know, when you talk about Ziegler and McDaniels, they're closing in on one year on the job. It might be now 12 full months on the job. But to me, it's not enough time to fix some of the things that were the matter uh, with this organization for such a long period of time and and, uh, undo some of the bad decision-making that occurred, whether it was the draft or free agency or trades in the years that preceded their uh, arrival. It's going to take more time. And now it, it doesn't offer any guarantees that they're going to be the ones to fix it. But to me, they meet, they need more time uh, to put their stamp on this team, starting with that roster. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I think going to the, the teams, Vinny, that, that are left, um, I mean, they're superstars on the perimeter. They they have quality offensive line play. Both, all, all four teams, I know the Bengals were a little banged up, but that was a unit that improved throughout the course of the year. And then obviously Joe Burrow and his pocket presence makes up for some of what they lack on the offensive line. When you have a, a top two quarterback like that, you can get away with some things. Uh, but there's both teams or all four teams, playmakers, you know, on all three levels of their defense depth. There's there's they just they, they check a lot of the boxes uh, that you need to have in order to compete at this top tier level. When you go to the Raiders, right, Vinny, I, I think I think, you know, this this particular roster, you take a look at the one score games they had last year. Was it talented enough to 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 make the playoffs again? Seven teams make the playoff in each conference. Sure. I, I think it was. But as these four teams show, and, and as I think some of the, the the games that you know the, the body of work that the Raiders put forth this year, um, they're a ways away. They just are, and you're you're 100 right that you know coaching and scheme and all those things do matter. But you have to have the players first and foremost, and, and the Raiders just didn't have the depth um, and didn't quite have the top end talent in certain key spots. And now you know with a year on the job, kind of a year to assess things and, and, and to assess what worked, what didn't work in, in terms of the way that they approached. Uh, the first offseason. Now you now you have a, a, a I guess a better idea of, of what to build out. And, and and again, Vinny, I think we touched on this a little bit last week too. Um, there are going to be resources available with draft capital. Then we didn't we didn't because of the Devontae Adams trade, we didn't get to see what Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler how they would approach a, a early you know having early round picks in a draft and where they want to go with that. Well, now you have a wealth of draft capital. And what what should be quite a bit of money in free agency, north of sixty million dollars, right, Vinny, uh, to, to 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 play with, and to make some upgrades and bring in some veteran players. So uh, a year on a job, a year to assess. There's there's clearly some holes, right, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I do think, you know, I kind of as we talked about for a few years here, the offensive line is doing upgrade. Um, but there is talent on this roster. Now it's about building out the depth and, and building in, adding more high-end players and solid contributors in, in areas uh, of weakness that the Raiders had this past year. Yeah, uh, without without a doubt. And I think the um, 
You know, the biggest question, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, writing a story about it uh, today, be up on uh, Vegas Nation, is it, it, obviously the biggest question right now, uh, the most pertinent question is the quarterback and who's going to be the quarterback and what direction do the Raiders take at quarterback? Uh, I wish we could all get in the time machine and, and fast forward about a month and a half, and I think we'd have a pretty decent idea at that point what, what the real, real possibilities are. Uh, but we're not there yet, and so right now it's just from the Raiders' perspective, Perspective and everybody else's perspective, sort of sitting back and, and seeing what the market might bear um, in terms of availability. All right. So and that's going to determine what are you going to do in the draft? Because if you can't find if you can't secure your Tom Brady, if you can't secure, you know, your Jimmy G or trade for an, uh, Aaron Rodgers or, if, you know, uh, if the Raiders should be so fortunate that Lamar Jackson, uh, apps, uh, you know, becomes a, 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 a real viability or a real uh, option. If you can't do any of those things in terms of the veteran, do you just go ahead and and, and maybe move up in the draft to, to go get one of the top prospects in this draft or maybe hope one of them, you know, falls to you? And just to kind of take a step back and 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 rebuild around a young quarterback and really start maybe looking to to trade some guys in order to get more draft capital. I mean, you know, what do you do with that seventh pick if if let's say they they strike out? Um, or where do you go? What direction do you take if you strike out on the veteran quarterback? That is the that is a tremendous question, Vinny. That is a that is a tremendous question and the most pertinent um, question of the offseason because. There are guys, you know, Devontae Abbs in his prime, right? Uh, Darren Waller in his prime. You have veteran high-end players that are ready to, to, to win now. Um, with that being said, in terms of having a young quarterback, I, it, I guess it would depend on how much or what kind of impact the, the, the Raiders feel that one of these young quarterbacks could take if they if they do miss on a veteran. Because there's a, there's a couple blueprints, right, to, to winning a Super Bowl, Vinny. And one of them that we've seen tried and true, and I think you take a look at Three of the quarterbacks that are playing this this upcoming weekend here, it's the rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, and then you really go all in and bringing in top-end players around said quarterback. So is there a quarterback in this draft that might be able to make that kind of impact day one? That's 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 what we're unsure of. Do I, I, I don't – I'm not necessarily sure – that beyond, you know, it's, it feels unlikely that you'd be able to trade up to the first pick per se. Maybe you can. I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure. But if it's the second or third quarterback, whether that's Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, whoever, can that quarterback step in and be a a big, big, big time difference maker day one, um, like we've seen with some of the guys, you know, Joe Burrow being one of them. I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure. I don't know. But I, what I do know is that there is a blueprint for, for, for advancing super far in the postseason with a rookie quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie contract because we know what the quarterback market is, Vinny, right? Once these guys hit their second contract and become veteran players, you're looking at $35, $40, 45000000 million. And the way the market has developed, that's just for you know a, a, a top 10 to 12 guy. That's not necessarily a top four or five quarterback, some of whom we'll be seeing this upcoming weekend. So, it's it's an interesting question. It's an interesting kind of uh, this is it's an inflection point. It's really the inflection point with the Raiders offseason because I'm of the belief that if you can bring a veteran quarterback in, a, a Tom Brady, a Jimmy Garoppolo, um, per se, both guys, obviously Brady's resume speaks for itself, and Jimmy Garoppolo proven that you can have success with him and reach a Super Bowl with the right players around him, then I think the approach changes, right? Because those guys clearly are, especially Brady, more of a win-now kind of mode. You're not looking at the big picture. You are you are trying to build right now, obviously bringing in players that can help you down the road, but it's more of a short-term thing. So 
that that is the first domino to fall. And I'm not necessarily sure there's really a right answer to it. It's just kind of more school of thought and philosophy. You can make the argument for drafting a, a rookie quarterback and seeing if that um, can, can accelerate your timeline. Or you can make the argument that, hey, pump the brakes, just wait. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams in 2024, I think he he's, would, would be the top prospect in this draft. You know, maybe you position yourself to try and get, you know, see what the quarterbacks are like in the 2024 class. I'm not sure. I don't think there's necessarily a right answer. Um, and I'm glad I'm not the one paid to make these tough decisions because it, it, it is an inflection point. It, it could be a tough decision. And it's going to set, like you said, the tone for how free agency in the offseason is going to play out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we're gonna. It's going to be a short show uh, this week. Um, but before we get out of here, I uh, need to know um, who's going to be in the Super Bowl uh, this time next week when we're circling back uh, to this uh, to, to this very topic. Who are we going to be talking about in the Super Oh, geez, Vinny. That is a great, great, great question. I, you know what? I, I like I like Cincinnati in the AFC. I, I like the way that, 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 that they've played on both sides of the ball. And I think Joe Burrow is just in such a groove. And like we touched on on the top of the show with Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's great. Like he's he's unbelievable, even without his escapability and the things he's able to do improvising. He's unbelievable in the pocket. But Against a defense like Cincinnati, I think they're going to be able to be able to get after him a little bit and make him uncomfortable back there. And I think Joe Burrow and that offense are going to have no problem scoring. So I like Cincinnati uh, in the AFC. And then as it pertains to the, the, the NFC, Vinny, you, you touched on it a little bit at the top of the show. But if it comes down to Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and, and it, with, if, with all things being equal in terms of both rosters being loaded – it's not that I don't believe in Brock Purdy. I think, again, he has an unbelievable opportunity on Sunday to go in there and silence everybody and go secure the job for the foreseeable future uh, in San Francisco if he hasn't done that already. But it's just it's, I do believe in Jalen Hurts. And he was an MVP candidate uh, earlier this season. I think he would have put, positioned himself to win the award had he not got hurt late in the year and, and, and missed those last couple games or missed a few games there. But that offense looked right back like, like it was right back to where it was when he was humming during the regular season uh, on Saturday against the Giants. And I think Philly is poised to, to, to beat the Niners and mash up with the Bengals against the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl. But, but again, both these you can make compelling cases for all four teams. Who do you got and make your case? I, I am absolutely with you. Uh, Eagles uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl in Arizona. Uh, that is the direction that I am taking. I think uh, Burrow is, um, you know, ready to, to <clears throat> go into Kansas City and, and win a big game. I think Patrick Mahomes' uh, ankle injury is going to play a big role in that. And I just think that Purdy uh, on the road in Philadelphia against that caliber of a team uh i think he meets his match and i i'm really liking where jalen hurts is where that defense is their ability to control the offensive line uh, and the line of scrimmage uh, everything seems to be pointing toward uh the eagles so that's where i'm headed to uh eagles against the Bengals uh in the super bowl but we'll we'll see we'll we'll see if we're right or not uh in about a week uh and i just want to say thanks to all of our great listeners and subscribers you're truly why we do this uh we're here for you all off season it's going to be a uh, an eventful one to say the least and a really a pivotal one uh, as well thanks to sam gordon our great co-host and larry muir our great producer thank you so much for always being flexible and always getting us out on time truly appreciate that uh, until next week uh, have a great week greater nation vegas get in on the sports betting action and get on the stn sports app with 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. 
So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit.